On this episode of Halftone Takes, we spend time talking about how economics intersect with reviews. Mega Man with basketball. I, Corey, want you to know about the Mega Man rap. And just, just Mega Man. Just Mega just Man. Mega Man. Corey, I got a full E-Tank, a full charge of crash bombs, and I'm going to use all of it to get you off my dick. Is that the end bomb? <laughs> Which is actually in-game? No! <laughs> no! Yes, it is! You didn't know that? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Halftone Takes, high contrast conversations where we zoom out to see the bigger picture. I'm Adam Bucheri, author, dreamweaver, visionary, plus podcaster. You are entering the world of my imagination. You are entering my dark place. <laughs> At first I thought that was a reference to Twilight Zone, but <laughs> it went somewhere else. It's a reference to a reference to Twilight, Twilight Zone. Twilight Yeah. <laughs> And I am Corey Revis, a.k.a. the microtransaction enjoyer. And, uh, oh, incorrect. <laughs> yeah, the, see, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the wrong podcast host. See, I told you. <laughs> he was like, it's going to be controversial. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew, oh. That would get the, I knew that would get the party started. You have gotten my goat. Uh, instant instant unsubscribe <laughs> <laughs> and i'm done uh we provided a wonderful offboarding opportunity for you folks today uh <laughs> from minute one let's go let's go New record let's leave <laughs> let's fucking leave <laughs> So we've got a um, a show where I'm not really sure how this one's going to go. So let's uh, uh, go on a journey together. Let's take <laughs> join hands and uh, uh, step into the abyss as we talk about <laughs> reviews and recommendations. Oh, so the the scope of this. In the last episode, I presented Corey with the opportunity to talk about two different subjects. As and we one do. of them was about his relationship to indie games. But as we kind of workshopped what the questions would be about that, like it, it seemed that it was more about how we talk about games to each other, how we absorb discourse, uh, things like review scores or the conversations that happen around media and how that influences our perception and our relationship to it. Um, and so we're going to try to to answer those kind of questions uh kind of through the lens of of Corey's relationship to indie games and mm -hmm. see what uh what comes out. See what I say. Yeah. Cuz I got things to say. Got things to say. I think this is going to be uh uh you know more disagreement than we usually have on this show. So uh not, let's find not, out. Not angry disagreement. Um because no. a lot of this does come, I'm going to preface a lot of what I say by saying a lot of this comes from past Corey of mm. how I interacted with games versus how a lot of the people that I was around did, around did, uh, interacted yeah. with games. So, and this includes Adam. 
So I'm not going to, I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to point the finger at Adam and say, this is all your fault. <laughs> but <laughs> I was a young, when I was younger lad, I was influenced by many of the people around me because mm. Uh, mm. so on and so forth. We'll, we'll get into that. So Cool. So, yeah, the three questions for this episode. And, like, I, I want to point out, this is this is one of the reasons why this show is, um, you know, loosely in an interview format, is because I want to be able to interrogate your positions on this without it turning into just a, um, you know, uh, uh, me versus you. Like, one of us mm-hmm. is going to, to win this battle of wits. Like, um, this yeah. is engaging... It's the difference between dialectics and an argument. An argument is something that you try to win. Dialectics is us engaging in thought experiment in order to try to find a greater truth. And in this case, like, I want to find, like, your truth and your history and your context and why uh, you've had this relationship the way that you do. It It is a way of understanding. Yeah. Getting to understand each other. Yeah. Who knew that was a thing? It's the way that you talk to people you respect, which makes this weird. Because... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, Anyways. Uh, well, starting off in the hole. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Aww. Uh, so the three questions that I have are, what are reviews? What are recommendations? And what is your relationship to indie games? And these questions are all going to be blurred and interconnected as we yeah. go through but like um yeah part of it is like defining um like the difference between a review and a recommendation which to me is like a significant difference and yeah. uh for you maybe not so yeah Corey. uh first question what are reviews and that question is open-ended and open for interpretation which is intentional because like yeah I'm looking for your your honest uh, response. Yeah. Uh, like, I think a lot of people in the industry right now, and just, not only in the industry, but just in the video game space, whether you're just mm-hmm. a enjoyer or an actual, like, podcaster, reviewer, YouTuber, whatever, Twitch person, streamer, I think a lot of people are starting to redefine what is a review. What is mm-hmm. a true review? Um, because... Like it, what I define it as is a somebody basically just trying because reviews don't exist unless you're trying to inform somebody of Mm -hmm. something. Um, So I think it's somebody that's just trying to inform the public or their audience about a specific product. Because there are reviews for everything, but we're talking yeah. about media. So, you know, for example, video games, which is the hot thing right now, is, you know, uh, people, somebody ta- somebody taking a, you know, a video game and trying to pick it apart to see if it is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um. Because that's usually where it comes down to. Is it worth my time? Because it's not like back in the olden days where we don't have an overabundance of video games. Sure. 
Um, but nowadays, there's too much content. And we've talked about this before, where there seems to just be too much content on like every side. So you can't play every game. You can't, you know, experience every thing. So you got to choose. And, you know, I believe reviewers are out there to help people choose or choose wisely. Um, Mm. Now, the problem that I tend to run into is review. I do believe reviewers are out there to, you know, help people choose. I just think that a lot of them are out there to choose, not to choose wisely for themselves is to choose one, (laughs) choose what I think is, you know, as me as a reviewer or whatever, choose, (laughs) choose what I would choose type situation. Um, because can you, I d- can you clarify that as in like um, it, it's more about uh, the reviewer than the the audience watching it? Is that your? Yeah, I think there aren't that many. Um, well, I shouldn't really say this because I try to engage with reviewers that think like I do, which mm-hmm. everybody does. So yeah, it it's one of those things where how objective do you want to be with? reviews that you watch because I believe that reviewers as, as objective as they want to be completely, their opinions are going to come out somehow. Like, yeah, even if they don't think, think it well, if they're trying to, but their opinions are going to come out somehow because uh, we're human beings. You can see inflections, you can hear tone and it's just, yeah, there's a difference between saying, oh, this game is good and this game is good. So I'm oh, like, sure, what sure. does that mean? Like, so it, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things where I don't think people, because you are you asked me to clarify it. I don't think people, um, when they're watching reviews, I don't think they're very for aware of how much of a bias they have, depending on who they watch. It's part of the reason why I don't think a lot of people respect IGN reviews <laughs> as much as a regular old person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, it, you know, because we all know, like, what happened when Elden Ring came out. Like, a lot of the video game, quote-unquote, journalists played Elden Ring and said it was too hard. But then you, like, go to a reviewer that is big on from software games and stuff like that anyway... And they say, no, it's too easy. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so who, and then who do you listen to? And do you take that bias into mm-hmm. account that they're a long running veteran as opposed to somebody who's new to the genre? Just picture the sure, customer sure. is new to the genre or something like that. So how, how much bias do we take into account depending on who we watch? And I think that right now, I'm thinking, I think that's unavoidable because, Mm. you know, there's a reason why I avoid certain people and I like certain others. Like I was just saying earlier, I like reviewers that I don't have a lot of them, but I like reviewers that think like I do Yeah. in terms of reviews and not necessarily in a one to five star rating uh, Mm. because I never liked that. And I'm glad that it's starting to back away from that because it's kind of (laughs) stupid. And people are people are like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. 
it, number... it makes it so that um, people are able to pit their favorite things against other things with a allegedly objective yeah. uh, power level <laughs> that you yeah. can see who will win in a fight. Um, yeah. When it and when it's first and foremost a game, I understand that video games can be art, but they're also meant to be played and experienced. Mm-hmm. And if everybody is playing the same, it, it's I think of it kind of like sports. Everybody could be playing the same sport, but not everybody's going to have a, the same level of good time with it. Absolutely. Even though they could be playing the same sport. So, okay. I'm going to pause and I'm going to like pause it. Um, one of my personal philosophies when it comes to this kind of thing, which is that I want to be able to take what you said and paraphrase it back to you. And if you still agree with it, that means that I understand what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> um, so t- to me, what it sounds like is you're basically saying two primary things. One, there's no such thing as true objectivity. Would you yes. agree with that? I Two, agree with that. Um, when you are dealing with reviews, specifically professional reviews, it's almost more important to curate the person who is doing the reviewing rather than the the media that they're reviewing in general. Like, you want it to be someone who you can trust and who you feel like you have a shared connection and some kind of shared values because that's actually what you're going off of. It's like, if someone who values the same things as I do recommend this rather than just, like, uh, a nebulous, uh, uh, I don't know, less personal kind of thing. Or it, it doesn't, yeah, yes, and... That also goes because I loop that in with like something like from software games mm-hmm. where the the reviewer could be a an expert in these types of games. They could mm-hmm. like play all of them. They they know how the games work. They love how the games work. They appreciate how the games work. Yeah. But you don't necessarily, as a person, vibe with them because they have a different like set of uh, like priorities in their head mm-hmm. because they you know so even though they know the that specific type of game would you trust them would you trust yourself to watch this uh reviewer and say okay and trust them over somebody who you know may not be like as versed in from software games but you like how they vibe with totally so you know because a lot of people, I've noticed, um, they just go to the reviewer with the expert, the expert level, you know, prowess of that specific game, or if they have a big history with the game. I think a lot of people were doing this with um, uh, Armor Core, Armor Core Six that just came out. Okay. And I was like, okay, don't go by that. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't. I would go by somebody who that will. And, and even then, my bias is starting to come out because I've played mm-hmm. Armored Core before. So it's not necessarily about FromSoft people. It's about Armored Core people because Armored Core is sure. a different type of game. The, the so, difference between someone yeah. whose only experience is like Souls games where they're just like, oh, I'm going to review this through the lens of like a Dark Souls rather than someone who's like, I'm going to review this through the lens of like the larger context of From Software as a company or my history with Armored Core specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen that. Versus that. also like a perspective of someone who's like, 
I've never played a from a software game, period. Like, I don't know yeah. a Dark Souls and I don't know an Armored Core. And this is me coming to it totally blind. Like, that's also going to be a really different. Yeah. And that's why I think, um, like, your your second point that you were uh, parroting back to me is, um, I think that's way more important. Mm-hmm. Like, overall, is finding the person that you can, that you vibe with, that you trust, yeah. that thinks on the kind of the same wavelength they don't have to completely agree 100 percent on everything because that's not going to happen but you can you can at least be like you know what i trust this guy to give this thing a shot or not Mm -hmm. give this thing a shot because they're speaking the same they have the same type of uh sensibilities that i do and that's what i like to look for because then i know i'm like okay they're saying a lot of the stuff that's wrong with because that's how i kind of figure it out because if you say so much stuff that's like objectively that's wrong with the game or sure. there's problems, bugs or whatever. And you're still being like, yeah, I'd still recommend this. Then I mean like, okay, all right. Cause that's how I, that's how I bought Starfield. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I bought mm-hmm. Starfield and I play it. I think it, and I like it, uh, but this is exactly what I wanted. I didn't want anything yeah. I wasn't looking for anything like groundbreaking or something, even though that's what what's his name is like, oh, this this is going to be great. I'm like, no, your Elder Scrolls six is going to be great. I like that you did like a little bit of the Elden Ring voice and I was just like <laughs> Todd Howard just being like the flawless Starfield. <laughs> and I'm like, Todd, please <laughs> don't. Uh-huh. We all know that like if anything, you guys are gonna put your foot into like <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six. That uh, will uh. that's gonna be like the groundbreaking thing. But Starfield is just Fallout Four in space, and that's it's all I so wanted. Star- like, here's the thing, and I, this is not a value judgment, right? Starfield is just like, let's take a look at who's really behind the mask, and then you pull off the mask, and under Starfield's face, it's just Fallout Four, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then you're just like, wait a second. And then you pull off that mask and it's Skyrim. And then you're like, wait a second. And then you pull off that mask and it's Fallout 3. And you're like, wait a second. You pull off yeah. that mask and it's Oblivion. And you're like, wait a second. Like, that, that, <laughs> you know what? That is not a, that is not a, like a negative criticism. <laughs> no, I, that is a selling point for a lot of people. Yeah, that was a selling point for me. That's what I wanted. I didn't mm-hmm. want something like, like I said, if you're going to do anything new, new, yeah, I, I look for I look forward to Elder Scrolls Six, but since we don't have that, we're probably not going to have that for years. Until mm-hmm. we're eighty seven, I'll take Starfield. I'm like I've had fun with it. Like, is it my favorite game ever? No, but neither was Fallout Four. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, but I loved it. I put hours into it because everybody cares about hours. I put hours into it. I had fun. I I for me personally. And I know a lot of people are they 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 go play the game for different reasons. I mm-hmm. like going places and collecting loot. Uh, I am a yep. big looter shooter fan. Um, I was just playing like Borderlands like before we <laughs> before we got into the green room <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's what I like. I, I you know I I wear that like a badge of honor. I'm very simple. Absolutely. So I'm like, Corey, okay. can I just um, take a moment to ch- totally change what this episode's about? This episode, the main topic is now how we feel about the word schluter. <laughs> 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 oh, 
oh, I feel sully and unusual. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bad mouth feel to me. Yeah. I don't Sh- like it in my mouth. Schluter. Sh- schluter. <laughs> hey, buddy, what's your favorite schluter? <laughs> Well, I actually, think you'll find that Borderlands 3 is amongst the lesser entries in the- <laughs> <laughs> Ah! <laughs> oh, ooh. Just stick your head in a toilet, person yeah. I invented. You are you are always about toilets, man. Always <laughs> about sticking people's heads in toilets. It's funny were to you me. a bully when you were a kid? I was absolutely the opposite. That's why it's funny, is because <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's funny, because it happened to me. <laughs> uh, it and fortunately never has happened to me. And uh, if it did happen to me, I feel like I would t- treat it more seriously and be like, actually, it's a really fucked up thing and you should never do it to a person. I However, thought you were going to say, I was like, I want it to happen to me. I would <laughs> I love for it to happen to me. That does sound very appealing. Just ask your brother. He'll do it. He'll, He'll gladly do it. do it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I'm going to go ask him after this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to text him. Uh, no, ask, Le- ask ask your wife, Leanne. She'll Leanne be, she'll be even more. No. She won't? No. That would be really funny to see. It would be very lie. funny, but also... <laughs> Uh, uh, that would mark a grim turning point in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the point that you were making was that, like, for a certain kind of person, which you are including yourself, like, yeah. that is a, a a selling point. Like, we looking at the same thing, and someone might be, it's the same fucking game, and then someone yeah. else might be like, guys. It's yes, the same, it's the fucking, same game. fucking game. And Corey's over there being like, yeah, boy. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. Uh, when they showed it off, I was like, this is Fallout 4. And they're like, yeah, doesn't that anger you? I'm like, no, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> now, you'll understand, this is Fallout 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which, like, I, I certainly men, have I'm had happy. that feeling. Like, I remember, like, you know, doing fist pumps when Dark Souls 2 was announced and just being like, oh my God, this thing is, this is such a rare thing for a video game to be. There's Demon Souls, which is trapped in the PlayStation 3, which I don't have. And then there's Dark Souls, which has the shittiest PC port. And mm-hmm. that's all I've gotten to play. And now there's going to be more of it. And it's <laughs> like, it's my new favorite thing. It's 2014 and I'm obsessed. <laughs> awesome. And like, it is such a, a less rare thing now, right? Uh, now yeah. now people will be like, oh, it's just more fucking Dark Souls. We just got Lies of P and Lords of the Fallen, not to be confused with Lords of the Fallen. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. And it's just like, it. oh, there's so much combat where I lock onto a guy and I hold up a shield and I wait for an opening to counterattack. Ugh. But See, that's at how the I time, play. I was... <laughs> I was all there for it. I couldn't get enough. It didn't matter yeah. if it was a Lords of the Fallen, not to be confused with Lords of the Fallen. I was just starved for uh, uh, that kind yeah, of thing. More. And I just wanted <laughs> as much as I could. And like Fallout 4, the Bethesda game, right? Like yeah. it's really just one game that they keep making over and over. Yeah. The Bethesda game is not a thing that's so common that it's not uh, a notable when one comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I agree. It's 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 very weird, and this is why like reviews are kind of weird, is because mm-hmm. of that. It's like, what are you comparing it to? What is everybody comparing anything to? 
Like, yeah. is it just your experience? Because if you've had a good experience with all of the Bethesda games, of course your experience is going to, I mean, it, your experience bias is going to be like more positive. Mm. But if you've had a bad time with, for example, Fallout 76, if you sure. were there in the beginning, you had a bad time and it basically just ruined Bethesda for you. How are you going to feel about Starfield? You're probably going to be like, Ugh. totally. <laughs> There, there so, are things that I like that I am burned out on that, yeah. like, I just can't bring myself to play, like, another fucking version of the same thing that I've already done, you know? Well, yeah, and I think we all have games like that, because um, yeah. mine's just not a Bethesda game, but I do have other, you know, games, like, franchises, especially, or just mm. games in general like that, that I'm just like, I really don't have any... uh like reason to buy this again or something. For example, for example, uh, I used to play a crap ton of sports games, specifically yep. 2K. Um, I used to, which is love... the NBA franchise. Yes, the, sorry, yes, the NBA <laughs> franchise for all you NBA uninitiated. 2K X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the year, the year is NBA 20XX. 20XX. Maverick Hunter. <laughs> Oh, that would be awesome. Somebody, somebody, some modder out there can do it. Free throw man. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Somebody out there in Modland make Mega Man X, but replace Mega Man with Michael Jordan from the Michael Jordan game from the NES, the Super NES. This, this has Do real it. big um, Charles Barkley colon Shut Up oh, and Jam yeah. Gaiden <laughs> Shut energy. Up and jam. Uh, are you familiar with Shut Up and Jam Gaiden? Oh, no. What, Shut Up and Jam what? Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Oh, you mean the game that's recent that he did? I No. Or that no. somebody this did? This is a fan game. This is, okay, this is an... This is an important digression. Uh, it came out like, <laughs> I don't know, 2010 or something, I think. Okay. Uh, I think I remember is, this. Like, it is a turn-based JRPG style <laughs> game that's oh. set into in a grim apocalyptic future after uh, uh, Charles Barkley did the chaos dunk, which ended the world <laughs> as we knew it. <laughs> I've heard of this. I've heard of it's this. such a good idea. It's so fucking funny. Um, oh man, you, that you should look so up good. the video of like the chaos dunk because uh, sp spoiler: the climax of the game features a second chaos dunk incident, uh -huh. and it's absolutely phenomenal. That <laughs> sounds great. It's awesome, man. I gotta no, because I'm thinking about Shaq Fu. Uh, oh, yeah, sure, I, sure, I don't sure. know. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I I didn't know about what you just told. I heard about it, but I'm thinking of Shaq Fu. Uh, another really great. Slash bad slash great games. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So if anybody can do that, which I know there are people out there that do that because you put Thomas the Tank Engine and Resident <laughs> Evil, uh, you can do this. Just do it. <laughs> I'll pay good money for it. Just do it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, get on it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that's how I feel about reviews. That the long story short. <laughs> long rant short that's how i feel about reviews and i mean i don't know if you want to just slide right in into like recommendations because that yeah, is yeah. like a uh, setting this foundation of like defining terms and how we feel about things but before before i like you know uh uh switch the camera and start giving my perspective on things okay so 
with all that said, here's a follow-up question that I have for you. Mm-hmm. How do you... Mm-hmm. Um, for you, what is the distinction and how big of a distinction is there between a consumer product review and art criticism? How closely related are those two ideas to you? Um, hmm, that's a good question, actually. Uh, think about it for a second. Uh, okay, I guess it would depend on two factors. Because I'm assuming a consumer, assumer excuse me, consumer product review mm-hmm. is still, we're still in the realm of video games, correct? We yeah we'll 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 keep framing it through that lens. Okay. Like this can apply to to bigger topics, but like that's how we're going to frame this. Yeah, frame this. Okay. Um, because uh, it, I asked that because then it, to me it would uh, depend on two factors: mm-hmm. how much money are you spending and how much time do you plan to spend. Okay, sure. Because the thing about video games is they uh, in just this type of media in general, because movies are the same way, technically music and all this kind of stuff. You can, it's repeat viewing mm-hmm. and it's not like a blender. It's, it's like repeat viewing that you're going to, you can't use a, well, here's the thing. What else are you going to use a blender for? I'm so curious as to where this analogy is going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm just saying in terms of consumer, the consumer, uh-huh. like a, like a consumer product, um, like you're, you experience a game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in many different ways. So it it definitely comes down to, and like I said, for me, the price and the time that you you plan on investing. Not that you actually invest, but the time that you plan on investing. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it. I could say, oh, I... This is why a lot of uh, like indie games, mm-hmm. I think, should like big budget indie games. I'm gonna advocate for uh, in the independent developers. Um, I think some of those games that they put down for like 15 bucks, yeah, eh, you should be paying 25 for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, this is worth 25. 25 bucks i would pay 25 bucks for that it's absurd to me that hollow knight was priced at 15 dollars. yeah like something like that where it's like okay hmm Mm -hmm. but i I understand uh you know that kind of well i understand and i don't understand because i don't know how the logistics of that really works but uh especially when it comes to like pc games that are like on steam rather than have their own you know uh yeah, digital distribution like versus physical. Yeah. So um, I know that's a huge pain point for a lot of people, which is why they're so adamant about, I got to watch reviews. I got to watch reviews because some of this stuff is, you know, we're talking, you know, horrible capitalism type shenanigans. It's like, I ain't paying 60, 70 bucks for this shit. <laughs> why am I doing this? What are we talking about? So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to do that. And I'm one of those people where I'm like, I better be having a good old time with this. Even if I don't, and that's the thing, even if I don't play it for a legitimate, like, 500 hours of time or something like that, I could have a good old time time 
within the 100 hour time frame, which happened with Elden Ring. I didn't play that for all that time. I just, you know, played it just enough. I, I would like to posit that 100 hours is an extremely long time. Oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's extremely. I would like to just advocate and say that, like, you kind of said it with the cadence of, like, it was only 100. Elden Ring was, like, it wasn't, you know, the biggest well, game. It's just, like, it's extremely yeah, well, big. Yeah. You are you are correct. And what are a lot of reviewers saying in in accordance to like them being like I played this game for over a hundred hours. Yeah. And yeah. I know I I know this game now. I I am basically a uh sure, you know, uh an authority. An authority. Yeah, an authority in this type of stuff so th it, it almost seems like the higher number people go in hours the more of an authority mm -hmm. they are and i'm like you know that goes into me saying like hey i could find out in an hour if i'm gonna like a game or not like a game so it's totally so yeah uh <laughs> i kind of wondered a little bit what was the what was the question i think i answered it but uh yeah the 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 question was like the difference between a consumer product review versus art criticism yeah and you're talking in terms of reviews and in that and i think there i think there is a bigger difference than we may think and i'm putting myself in that ring because we all get caught up and that's how people get mad when they when they feel mm -hmm. duped mm -hmm. because they buy a product for the art and instead either one or the other doesn't doesn't live up to the expectations because you may have good art but i paid because for example well let's go back to starfield starfield if it wasn't mm. for all the stupid bugs <laughs> and stuff like that no uh -huh. no better 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 example Re better more recent example um uh phantom liberty phantom liberty came out a little bit sure ago. um and the, the cyberpunk 2077 dlc yeah yeah sorry yeah for good i did not clarify but yeah that's a better example because technically that is a dlc now i don't know if it's a full full price dlc i don't know how much mm -hmm. it costs i think it was 40 i think um i am not necessarily uh, it is sure. 30 but 30 okay so in regards to that and the fact that that game now looks beautiful, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it looks how it was supposed to look in the first yep. place, basically. Do people, and it, that means it's very artful and all this stuff, do people feel justified for paying for not only the first part, but also the DLC, which is what's 60, 90 yep. bucks? And that depends, and that's just the regular base version. I'm not talking about any special editions or anything. Do people feel justified that now they have a good product and they paid all that money just to get that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or would they, or, you know, would you rather have just paid for the DLC? Oh, like as a standalone <laughs> product? So, closer yeah, to something like a thing. Dishonored Death of the Outsider? or a Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at that. I'm like, okay which what what do we want <laughs> and 
you know, uh, this is what I see a lot of indie game people doing is doing a lot of more or less standalone stuff. That's just, they throw all they got into this one thing, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. And, but it's, they polished it. It, it, it did what, you know, Phantom Liberty did what cyberpunk should have did in the first place, except it costs just Phantom Liberty and not cyberpunk plus Phantom Liberty. So it, it, it's more about, okay, what am I willing to pay and what am I willing to, you know, deal with, i.e. Put, put time sure. into type situation. So so the, the other part of this equation is I feel like that perspective is both valid in a way, but also doesn't necessarily reflect the current times that we live in. Because how do you... Um, wh- when you're talking about that, you're talking about, you know, the, the price per hour dollar ratio, and you're talking about yeah. like, uh, um, access to this kind of thing. And then you have something like game pass and it's not very expensive and you have access to yeah. literally more content than you could ever consume in your life. And now price isn't the determining factor. It's time. It's, it's you. Yeah choosing where to spend your attention and through that lens i feel like the the consumer product aspect of it um be it becomes far less useful to me because mm-hmm. now we're not talking about the price to dollar ratio now we're not talking about whether or not the entire package justifies its price we're just talking about the thing itself you know, is this worth mm-hmm. you investing yourself? Is this worth you investing your time? Is it worth investing your attention? Yeah. And, but in a way, which mm-hmm. is funny, um, because I'm reminded of my, <laughs> my nickname, which by the way, people, I'm not being a hundred percent serious about <laughs> my nickname for this episode. They called him this back in yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Back in the, back in the days when the, the M- the MMO hype for me was like uh-huh. super real. Uh, but then you have, then there is the argument that comes in. You slightly. have to tell us the um, nickname. The micro- microtransaction enjoyer. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that came from the. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Oh, you okay. <laughs> you already forgot. I didn't realize <laughs> you that you were making a callback. I thought you were going to present me with a new nickname. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm making a callback to that because that was that's what uh, reminded me of that is now since that kind of price point, the consume like the product initial price point isn't really a problem anymore. And there are a lot more free games and there are a lot more games as live service. Now, Mm -hmm. I know that is a problem, but. I'm always interested in how do we solve this? How do we solve the problem of microtransactions? Because now that the price point isn't exactly the problem anymore for like stuff like Game Pass or everything, what do you think companies like to do? And I just Mm -hmm. saw this like yesterday. For example, a new example is for anybody who plays fighting games and you know the whole big thing about uh, MK1 right now and how there is a skin or no not skin i i don't know uh, the whole thing about mk1 okay well i'm about to tell you <laughs> there is a whole big issue going on right now and apparently this isn't a new issue but it's an issue that i saw that i'm like ew that's mm-hmm. gross 
um, there is a fatality in the game that you can buy in the cash shop for 12 bucks. Yes. Now, that normally wouldn't be too much of a problem. Uh, I, I can see how that is because MK has a, uh, a legacy of putting a lot of that yeah. money. Like it's almost a donation to the prize pool of big MK tournaments. Oh, really? so huh? Yeah. Um, I think they did that back in nine and 10 in MKX. I know MKX. They really did that. Um, but there was like a famous skin back in, I think MKX, uh, that was something like it, it was quite a bit of money, but all of that, all of that money or most of that money went to the prize pool, like was donated to a prize pool for a right. giant. There, there, there was a hypothetical you know, big... sense of like paying it forward to the community. Yes. Um, and that's not really happening that much anymore because companies are getting mm. greedy across the board. So what is, what is an investor like a, like a, office drone look at that and say huh what if we charge yeah. for this stuff and just and pocket just, the just, money well, we already trained them to, to to buy it and then now it's just our money and yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> meanwhile the prize pool money is so mm -hmm. low and i'm talking normally it would be much higher if you're actually donating the money properly or allocating that money properly but now it's like oh for fifth place you know it's 200 bucks or something what, sure, wait sure. what out of all these people <laughs> and yeah you got now you have that problem so we we've talked about this before off mic and whatnot of how it's like ah microtransactions <laughs> <laughs> and i get it i get that uh -huh. sentiment I get that sent to me because now it is a matter because yeah, for all single player games and stuff like that. Yeah. You could just wipe them from the board and nothing, nobody would be the wiser. Um, but then you have the thing about like certain MMOs. And I know there are certain people that are like, ah, who cares about MMOs? But there are quite a bit of people yeah, that care yeah, about they're, it. They're popular. So yeah. And now it becomes a thing about, I understand I don't like pay to win whatsoever. Mm. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like purely cosmetic stuff. I know the argument against that. It's like, well, I back in the day, we used to just play it to earn all those cosmetics. If you wanted to get that cool cosmetic, you had to do all this work and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. However, I work for 12 to 13 hours sure. a day. Um, I need and I make enough money to pay for a two to three dollar skin. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to pay that a little amount of money for something that I mm. want. Now, if you're going to show off and say, oh, look what I got. Yeah, that's weird. But I just get this kind of stuff just so I'm happy. I don't really yeah. care what anybody else thinks. Just so I'm happy. But I have the income to do that because I work more than I play the game. Mm. Now, I understand people that play the game more than they do something else. Or, for yeah, example, there, they play the are, game for are, their job. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are people who either treat it as their job or it is actually their job. Yeah, like guild leaders and stuff and WoW. And I'm like, that guys, that's a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, which is why oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Man, nah. Nah, bro. I, I appreciate people for that because that takes a lot of organization. 
But if you can do that, why aren't you running a business? <laughs> like, you should be a CEO <laughs> by now because you have all that level of herding cats. But anyway, I digress. So then that becomes the argument. Now, I, I do have a solution to this. And it mm -hmm. comes from one of my favorite uh, franchises, which is Borderlands, which I mentioned earlier. I think in terms of like skins and stuff and all that kind of stuff, they just add a lot of DLC yeah. and you pay for the DLC and everything. And that kind of stuff pays for itself. And I think um, another game that's popular that I played. That's also really cool. Uh, Sorry. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm seeing the distinction that you're, that you're making between like what borderlands does differently then. Um, instead of paying for microtransactions individually, they throw it all into a DLC pack. What would one of those DLC packs look like? Is it like a mission pack? Is it like an expansion? Is it content? Or is it just like, here's a bunch of skins? Oh, no, no, no. It, it, it's all, it's content. It's like big, but they do it like, not necessarily incrementally, but they have a lot. I think Borderlands 2 has mm -hmm. like a lot of DLC in, um, the DLC is like just one specific world and stuff like that and everything rather than just making a lot of stuff individually where you can just buy, Oh, that that's a skin. That's a skin. That's a skin. They just put it all into one thing and they just keep adding more DLC to it. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of the best way to do it. But then again, that's just, my opinion i think that's what i would like to do but um yeah because I, I i get it but I, I think that is also a you know a factor into that kind of argument of you know no longer about money anymore it's about time and i'm like well it's still kind of about time and money because sure sure they, with they, certain they're games, trying to get their money in some way yeah not all games like that because you know, obviously Elden Ring doesn't have that problem whatsoever. Uh, mm -hmm. Something like that. But then you get into more competitive games or what have you. And then people are like, this is a good game, but I don't want to play it because... Ugh. So, you know. So, this this is... I'm going to uh, uh, take the reins a little bit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because um, I think <laughs> I think I've went into another realm of whatever well right now, you so. did but like i think it's telling how that happened because like the conversation was about reviews and recommendations and like how we talk about these kind of things and then it so quickly became about commerce and about yeah. money and about how they charge for things and stuff and my perspective on all of this is that when we are engaging in media criticism, distinct from consumer reviews, we are talking about art. And art is. It exists as it is, right? Like, this is this is a, a thing that exists outside of ourselves. And I understand that, um, you know, it, modern games as a service or, or other things like that might only exist in, like, a short snapshot. It's changing. It's evolving, right? Um due to the age of digital distribution and the way that patches can be pushed out, like all of the games that we play are constantly changing and evolving mm -hmm. and hopefully becoming better versions of themselves, usually becoming better versions of themselves, though not always. Um, however, 
I'm going to to go to to one of my common um examples, uh, the Resident Evil Three remake, and the reason why I talk about that is because it got like a big to me disproportionate backlash mm-hmm. from fan communities, and so much of the discussion became about like it's too short. They 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 did all this stuff. All of this would have been fine if it was DLC for Resident Evil Two. All of this would have been fine mm. if they didn't include the weird multiplayer thing, and instead they they charged thirty dollars for this and then thirty dollars for the multiplayer thing separately. And like there was a lot of chatter about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. However, you'll notice they're not talking about the art. They're only talking about the commerce and the the circumstances that surround it and to me the way that i talk about art doesn't change if the art is on sale you know Mm -hmm. like there are there it feels like there's a certain type of person who (laughs) all of their problems with whatever they're complaining about Mm -hmm. would be solved if they just bought it at a discount yeah and that's weird to me that doesn't make sense to me that's not how i work and that's not how i operate as i said the art is and media criticism criticism is so much about describing the art Mm -hmm. right it's a thing that exists outside of ourselves and we're trying to find ways to talk about it to describe it to compare it to other things to have a conversation about its history and its place um and and just none of those things are about money Mm mm-hmm and uh, as a result, it, it will often feel like we're using the same word like review or recommendation to talk about something, but we're actually having totally different conversations. If I'm here talking about the merits of the Resident Evil 3 remake and you're talking about the the value per dollar, mm-hmm. then like those are incompatible uh, uh ways of talking mm-hmm. like we're just not even uh approaching the the subject matter in the same way yeah um the, you know what's funny is as you were as you gave that example because i agree with you um mm-hmm. i agree with you on like i'm coming from a different angle which tends to be just our conversations in general i we always just go oh yeah we're talking about the same thing but we're coming at it from this way right because right. i i agree with you just on the op- opposite end of, I don't mind paying for things in games like that, yeah. but that doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the art. Because yeah. I was thinking in terms of Resident Evil 3, now I had some issues with Resident Evil 3 remake, but mm. one of them was not the length. I thought the length was kind mm. of fine. I was like, eh, that's, fu- yeah. that's fine. I'm not worried worried about that. Y'all complain about, you, you all complain about that, but you don't complain about, like, Resident Evil 4 and how you can just blow through that. And it's, like, in, like, less than, you know, less than an hour or I whatever. I mean, th- these are, this is a franchise that's designed to be speedrun, yeah. right? Like, challenge runs and running through it fast are are baked into all of the games, with the exception of Resident Evil 6, because that game's, like, 30 fucking hours, that's <laughs> yeah. too long. But, uh, yeah, that but, doesn't take away from the point. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was saying, like, because... Then you said, okay, would people, like, okay, let's just add one thing to uh, Resident Evil 3. Mm-hmm. A microtransaction or two that has no, nope. co- that has no bearing on the game itself. Would people complain more about that 
or complain or would it still be focused on the actual art and the gameplay? Uh, yeah. And, and that's like, what I'm talking clear, about of like, why, what are we like? Cause you were absolutely right. What are we talking about here? Like, why are we, yeah. why are you guys so focused on, like you said, the commerce when you could easily block that out. And I done that. I've done that with monster hunter world. It has microtransactions in that game, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I've, put a lot of time in that game because it was actually fun mm-hmm. that didn't ruin yeah. the game for me now there are ways that microtransactions can ruin a game like i said in more competitive yes, spaces absolutely. but if it's to that level i understand if you just don't want them if you don't want to see them that's fine uh, to a certain level i agree with you but it also doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the art too if it's that kind of like good of a game so yeah i could take it or leave Um, a type situation sorry yeah i didn't mean to cut you off (laughs) no you didn't um and and like the the modern resident evil games don't have micro transactions which i'm defining as something that you can buy again and again like you know uh, uh, in-game currency or something like that as opposed to like a dlc which is like a one-time purchase for to unlock some content Mm -hmm. um the the modern resident evil games do have tons of bullshit deals um which i have tragically i have (laughs) bought the the like four dollars to unlock the original soundtracks in a couple (laughs) of games uh but i'm not gonna buy a costume or like there are ways to you know jump the power curve like things that will give you bonus weapons or bonus unlocks and stuff and like i don't want to do that because i want to to have a challenging experience here. Like here's a wild thing. Like here, this is a wild way that like this aspect of commerce, like has negatively impacted mm-hmm. um, some of my game experience, which is that the dead space Two PC port mm-hmm. comes by default with all the DLC, which includes tons of bonus weapons and suits which means that if you start a new game as someone who's never played Dead Space 2 before, now in the modern day with the PC port, mm-hmm. the first thing that happens is you go to a store and you unlock more weapons than you could ever <laughs> use, which is wild in a survival horror yeah, game. Yeah, because That's then that defeats, resource. <laughs> that defeats a lot of the purpose of the game itself. It, yeah. Because it, you didn't, they didn't start from the beginning. They kind of started at the end. If you, it's kind of like that. I, that's how I kind of see it anyway. You didn't start when there was no DLC. You started. It's a huge power boost in a game that's allegedly about disempowerment. Yes. Which is a problem. I mean. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, I guess like if you were just a company in that regard, and I don't want to take this in this podcast in a direction of, oh, we're talking about commerce and (laughs) Talking about economics We're and there. video games. We're there. But, like, wouldn't... I mean, would you just be able to, if the right ethics were there in the brain uh, of uh. the business, like, you would just release it without any DLC? But would that take away... Like, okay, here's the thing. Like, would you just release the release that with the DLC, but just exclude the weapons? But the weapon sure, made like, the DLC, you, so you, it's you've like... Got, you've got the DLC, you want to give, like, a gold or an ultimate edition that includes everything, but doing so will 
genuinely break the game. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you balance that? And to me, the answer is easy, which is just you have a, a little options menu and you check which things that you want activated when you start the game. Right. And yeah. Then, and then you can just turn it off. Uh, I had to actually like mod the game in order to <laughs> <laughs> to disable that stuff. Um because I, I found it just really egregious, egregious and distracting. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like that was a weird way where like though the, that intersection between commerce and art, like did negatively impact my, my experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, so I feel like I, I gave my perspective, uh, on that. So let's talk about, oh, no, that, uh, we yeah, talked about reviews. Yeah. What about recommendations? like what is the difference between those is it just like how casual it is is it just by by like oh it's people who you know rather than like a professional person is it like the difference between someone who's paid and someone who's not but in that case like there's tons of youtube channels yep. who just do it for the love of the thing like yep. what's the difference what what's the the way that we talk about it and um um, you know, do you prefer one over the other? Do you value one more than the other? I okay. This is a this is a very difficult thing for me to explain because this is we're getting into like the indie games section of this too. Like this is mm -hmm. kind of the, a little bit of an overlap, but this has constantly happened between me and you. <laughs> yep. And I here here's the thing. I trust you. Because mm -hmm. been be been one of my best friends, we've been best friends for a long time. However, yeah. your taste is not the same as mine. So when you would recommend yes. stuff and I would try it, I'm like, this is shit. But I don't want to tell him <laughs> this. <laughs> so, but because yeah. I know it's not the game. I know it's mm. me. So right. does that mean you're a bad, like, recommendation person? Should I just not uh, take recommendations from you? Or should I talk now here's here's my solution to this In, instant yeah. solution to the question i just asked or should i talk to you and say okay dude here's my preferences or yes it, we talk to each other more often and we learn each other's preferences that way we mm -hmm. make it easier to recommend now i think where this goes into reviews is i think people get bamboozled a lot because they think they know people and this happens subliminally until somebody calls you out on it and you're like I i'm not being that person i'm like yeah yes people are that person we all tend to do that until we catch ourselves doing it of being so enamored we're not necessarily enamored we're not idolizing some of these although some people mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. but we look up to these people in a certain way as like oh they're the authority Oh, I they they get me, I get them type totally. situation. So he just like me for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan Gosling, like he's just like me. <laughs> Ryan Gosling is just <laughs> like me for real. <laughs> but yeah, it like you know it. It's one of those things where they we as consumers, if you watch enough reviews, you're like, oh, I know this person, so I completely mm -hmm. trust mm -hmm. them. I'm like. No, there's a disconnect. I, I'm going to say there's a digital yeah. disconnect, guys. It, it seems like you know these people, but they do have their own lives and everything like that. They do have their own opinions. They're technically, if, even yeah. if they're doing stuff for a lo the love of it on YouTube, there's still a matter of 
do they talk like this all the time? I seriously doubt. <laughs> I seriously yeah. doubt that they act. The difference between an off-the-cuff opinion versus something that you've written down and edited yeah. is also huge. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert. 99% of like reviews and stuff, even though it sounds like it's like, oh, man, it's candid. No, it's not. It's not candid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I would much rather take re like recommendations from like close and personal people that you know i know especially <laughs> people that i know in real life like not in real life but uh but i know personally that i've talked to face to face um yeah. rather than just looking at somebody like online even if i trust their opinions i still have take everything with a grain of salt and i take stuff with a grain of salt even with people that i know and like like face to face but they have a higher, they have a higher, uh, for me, there's a higher probability that I'm going to try out whatever they ask more than I'm yeah. going, especially when it comes to, like I said, you know, going through the, mo the time, going through the time of getting the game, however right. I get it, playing the game, actually giving it a fair sh shot, a fair shake, rather totally. than somebody who's, you know, on reviews and just does this almost for a living. And even though I may agree with them, I'm still going to be like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. And that's just me. I have always been in that camp, which is why I take, like, like I said, uh, recommendations by someone like you more seriously, because mm -hmm. I trust, I trust your judgment. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody will get that reference. It is so much of oh, a deep Oh, I don't cut. get that. Yeah, you don't get It's It's from Pocahontas. No. <laughs> it's from... You'll never guess. You'll never the guess it. Dis the DreamWorks Sinbad <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> no. It's from Air Bud 2. Not even close. It's from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, colon, the DreamWorks. <laughs> not even close. I'm going to get it. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if somebody that's a, that's a thing i'm gonna put that on instagram after this is <laughs> can you get my reference of what i just said i trust your judgment i bet nobody will get it or somebody might get it they'll just type it into google and be like oh oh <laughs> like no you cheat you cheat but um yeah so like, it's the truth. Like, yeah, I and I've done that for a long time, but that has also messed me up in the way that I consume, for example, indie games. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been all around me, which is why I've had, yeah. like, beforehand, I've had such a bad take, basically, on indie games. It's like, oh, they're just a bunch of stuffy old no fun stick in the mud people that like only serious <laughs> right. shit. And I'm like, they don't like to have fun. They only like art pinky, like right, pinky, pinky high in the hair. And like, yeah, it's full of auteurs. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that shit. They all act like they're better than like everybody else and stuff. Can, can, like, can I um, <laughs> give the thing that like always comes to mind when you describe, you've described like this sentiment a couple times. Yeah. Um, there's a video, there, there's a clip from the documentary Indie Game, colon, the movie, <laughs> which is about the creation of Fez and okay. uh, Braid 
and Super Meat Boy oh, and wow, like maybe yeah. one other game. But it's like following these indie developers as they, you know, go through the creative process and ultimately publish and release their works and like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff yeah. and just like how it feels to and it's like it's only okay, I think. Okay. Um but like it, if for the time it, there wasn't really much of anything on the subject and now we have no clip and now we've got like uh, so much, two player productions with yeah. double fine and you know we, we've got so much more context and so much more behind the scenes but this was one of the first like meaningful deep looks into it anyways um braid are you familiar with the game yes braid? yes i am familiar with it okay uh it was it was part of that like uh first wave of big indies that came out uh, it's kind of a Mario platformer mm-hmm. with a puzzle time travel twist, um, and, and it has the air of pretentiousness around it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it actually is is a different discussion. But like, it was something that like came out and people were talking about it. Like, oh, this is capital I important. This is like a yeah. sea change moment in the thing. And there is a clip of the creator Jonathan Blow, who is. Like, he's finally released it. Like, this is this game, and this is huge, you know, um, the, the post-project depression, right? Like, the, yeah, the feeling yeah. of, like, the pro- the thing letting, the letting it go and letting yeah. it out into the world and seeing how it's going to be received, which is something that's, like, you don't know until it happens. Yeah. And he's watching a clip of the rapper Soldier Boy... <laughs> Play, Wait a minute. Play Braid. Wait a minute. Have I seen this before? And, and there's a little clip where he's just like, yo, check this shit out. And he jumps off the uh, cliff yeah. and then he goes, ooh. Yeah. And he rewinds time and he comes back. And everyone's like, there's a, there's a bunch of people there. They're yeah. all like throwing their heads back and like, howling oh, with laughter. Yeah. Happened, oh, shit. He just moved <laughs> backwards. And then like it cuts to Jonathan Blow, like silhouetted against a window, just being like, oh, my art. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and it's just like, man, if that's what you thought all indie game developers were like, like, no wonder you're like, fuck these guys. Yeah, like, and, you know <laughs> sucks. what, I, man? Like, I, I, because that's why I said I'm like, like, forgive me, but at the same time, I'm being completely honest about this and mm. authentic mm. because that's that's how I want to be. Is yeah, I thought that for a long time, and I'm talking not. Maybe five years ago, I thought uh, until maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. it, it may have lessened, but I still had that sentiment like firmly planted in my brain <laughs> where it's like, no, these people don't care. These people don't care about like stuff that I like. So I'm mm-hmm. going to stick mm-hmm. with my, you know, two my, Schluters. My, yeah, my well, for example, <laughs> I'm going to stick with my Battlefield to 2040, 2042. I'm going to uh-huh. play with my friends and my family and have myself a good time, even though a lot of these people say that shit. I'm like, I don't care about your opinion. Why would I care about right. your opinion? You don't care about this, this, these types of games. You guys don't care. You guys care about like your, your, your you know, your, your other stuff. Like your, like you said, your fez, like your, you guys going to make games like journey all the time forever. And even though Journey's good, I'm not saying Journey isn't good. <laughs> Journey's actually a good, good game, but you guys want to make nothing good. but stuff like that. And I'm like, that's fine, but that ain't me. And then Mm -hmm. I started to learn through a little bit of my own research because I'm like, okay, this can't be it. This can't be the thing. I know these people aren't stupid and all these people aren't like that. 
Some right. of these people Everyone have to like claims sports. they like indie games. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they can't all be faking it. Yeah. Some of these people have to like sports. I guarantee you, some of these people have to be like bros. Some of these people have to be like, I used to play this stuff as a kid, and then I got and then I did this in this direction, but I still like this. So I happen to fund a game that I want to play. And I'm like, some of these people are like this. Some of these mm -hmm. people have to be like this. And then I did some of my research, and I'm like, Oh my goodness! Stuff like there's a there's a WWE wrestling RPG game starring Randy <laughs> Savage. Wait, wait, uh -huh. what? <laughs> that seems funny. Um, then uh, what, what was the other? Oh, in terms of like the shooter, I was like, oh, these people don't care about shooters. Wait a minute, Battle Bit Remastered is literally Battlefield Three. <laughs> Yeah. What? These people get it. Wait, hold on a second. These people get it? <laughs> and then I started doing yeah, even yeah. more. And then recently I kept like you I saw like a cyber uh bomb rush cyberfunk. And I was like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> These the, um, there are people like Jet me. Set Radio successor. Yeah, which is basically the successor to that. And I'm like, this is fantastic on all levels. They got the music, they got the movement, they got the look. Mm -hmm. They know what wait a minute. That means that people are actually cool? <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Have they been cool this whole yeah, time? Yeah, I know. Oh, no. And I was like, well, then why have I got this in my head, like, for so mm. long? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> this might be Adam's fault. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not saying, like, oh, fuck you type situation. It's yeah, But yeah, it yeah. is a, it does have, there is a correlation to that, where if you hang out with enough of a certain group of people. Yeah. Then you start to be like, wow, I'm not into any of this. Am I the, am I the bad guy? Am I the wrong sure, one for this? Sure. I guess I just won't in, engage with this content. I guess it's just mm -hmm. not for me, which there is stuff out there. That's not for me, obviously. Um, because as much as I love, uh, what you call it, uh, uh not, uh, hollow Knight, the look of hollow Knight and the concept of hollow Knight, I can't play that shit. <laughs> That shit aggravates me. <laughs> but then again, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I'm not saying it's bad because at the same time, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm just, I'm just over here. Just like being like, yep, yeah, I, I do like it. Yeah. But at the same I time, I, I flip the, flip the coin and flip the, the script and say, Shovel Knight is the most awesome thing I've ever played in Hell my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. I love this concept. Who made this? Uh -huh. Oh, an indie developer who just happened mm -hmm. to love games like that, like Mega Man and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, boy, this, somebody gets it. And I'm like, I, I genuinely kind of love the feeling of just like, look at this thing. It's so specifically made for me. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely my jam. Who made this? Just some guy. Yeah, just some guy. <laughs> uh, there's a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the same. I've, I've never fucking heard of him. I'll never hear about him again. There's just some fucking guy yeah. who's just like out there ambiently yep. on exactly my wavelength. Well, well you, that's kind of cool. You know, another thing, um, this is an older game that I don't even think is in like the space anymore. I mean, it's in the space, but people kind of forgot mm -hmm. about it. Another game that I kind of had an inkling about back then when I played it, because I got into this game heavy because I love beat-em-ups. I yeah. grew up on beat-em-ups. Uh, Castle Crashers. Remember that sure. game? Sure. And I was like, this game is amazing. This is this is mm -hmm. this is the this is what I like to do. 
And I was like, yeah, that's not from a big studio. That's definitely, you know, very hand-drawn-esque stuff. And I was like, if I oh, made... The, the Newgrounds origins of oh, it yeah, are still yeah. very apparent. Yeah, and that's when I started to think, if I ever had the capability and the money to create my own indie game, I would 100% make a beat-em-up. Because that mm -hmm. is what I grew up on. That's what I love. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, Turtles in Time. Hell that yeah. shit was amazing. And it's still amazing. So, I'm like... I mean, have you played Shredder's Revenge? Oh, absolutely I played Shredder's it Revenge. Fucking <laughs> it's rules. rules. Badass. Party, dude. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm like... April, April all day. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, an April uh, man. April's kind of OP, I'm going to say. Well, that From would a gameplay standpoint, <laughs> it's kind of OP. <laughs> I just love her taunt as her doing the mic drop. Yeah. I just like do that as many times. Oh like, man, like, it's, it's so good. But see, they, they basically made the same type of game, but they just improved yeah. upon it, but it's still the same type of game that we played back in the day. And it's like, this is a labor of love that people not only knew what they were doing, but also cared enough about the, you know, the source material and all this stuff to be like, no, I'm going to work on this for years until it comes out and everybody's going to love it because I love it <laughs> type totally. situation. And that's the kind of like passion that I'm attracted to. And then the more I kept looking into, you know, different types of indie, because the indie game is basically just a country. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. the, you know, it's just another country on the same continent of video game land it, it just happens to have a, a lot of the same towns and a lot of the same stuff. See, it's see, just... like, in this metaphor, like, I, I kind of disagree that it's, like, a, a different place. What it is, rather, is it's just, like, you know, you've got, like, a big city, which is, you know, the the big developers who have established all of the infrastructure and all of the thing, and that's where people congregate and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, indie games are just, like, where the people are from right that, that's a better they can analogy be from anywhere yeah that's like, a that's a better that's a better analogy i, I know my analogy suck <laughs> <laughs> all good but yeah i yeah that's exactly that's way better like a like uh, a thought process basically and that's mm. what i where i'm currently at now and it makes me excited because i see a lot of the stuff that i'm interested in that is also indie indie you know in that indie space and that makes yeah. me feel good because i'm like oh man i am not weird <laughs> i'm not yeah. like this outlier that people and also i very much this is one very quick aside but i very much i'm starting to really hate the identifiers of casual versus hardcore uh yeah. i kind of hate it because that means nothing when it comes down to it but yeah it's it's arbitrary yeah but a lot Probably. of people like to identify that like with that and um i'm like no just because you're you know you're into indie games you could be in, into like indie sports because surprisingly there's stuff like that um and i uh, and, and also like there is hardcore indie stuff there is like ultra challenge stuff yeah, there's oh, ultra absolutely. competitive stuff like yeah like you you can't like indie and casual cannot be interchangeable yeah words and um also, it like it, to me, it's like indie isn't always just hardcore either, because there's so many games yeah. that are just light and fluffy that people they're just labors of love. They're to me, it's just another, it's just apart from the big industry. 
it all depends on how much money you have. And mm-hmm. I hate to bring it back to the com like to the I keep saying commerce because you said it. Uh, I want to say economy <laughs> business uh-huh, side uh-huh. of things. But yeah, it's it it it, it usually indie just means ind- independent and yeah. I don't have as much money as the big AAA people, but that that's all it means. We still make just as much like just good enough quality games as they do and all that kind of stuff. And the industry tends to wane and ebb and flow with that. It's not like Indies were always the top dog. It's just that they're playing. A lot of them are playing off of the, what the big industry people already did. And now that the industry people move away from that because the almighty dollar, the industry, the indie people are like, well, since we're not really worried about that, we can still make the stuff that you should be making. <laughs> so yeah, and, and that's something that I was definitely going to bring up is that like so much of the indie space is about making the kind of games that big studios refuse to make. Yeah, right. Until it, until it, until it comes down to oh, we really need to make something because we're losing that much money. <laughs> but but that's the thing, like. In the indie space has like two sides of it. One is like it follows up on things that like big studios don't think are profitable enough. So, you know, it's where adventure games yeah. went after big studios stopped making adventure games. It's where puzzle games went. It's where yeah. I mean even horror games went for for a, uh, a that's what I was time. about to say. Horror games are like nowadays you see so many horror games that are coming from the indie space that are actually like uh, from oh, what I've tons heard, of good stuff. Yeah, from what I've yeah. heard, it's like there's a lot of good stuff, more than the you know the big industries are investing in. So yeah, but it it's only because of the success of in of horror games in the indie space that we are now experiencing kind of a horror renaissance in the AAA space. Yeah. Where in just the last year we've had like five high profile AAA horror games, which like. When was the last time that was true? Like yeah. they were they were rare in the AAA space for a very long time. It was only because of seeing the success in the indie space that like it gave them permission to yeah. uh uh show people that it would make money. Yeah. Um but also like the other major um not role maybe not not like it's not an inherent quality, but just due to the fact that there is so much less overhead Mm -hmm. and so much less budget and so much less you know momentum in the way that like how difficult it is to turn the ship of a company Mm -hmm. um indie games are where innovation happens yeah and now in the, the the current times that we live in a really common thing to see is indie games blazing a trail and then triple a games following yeah you know the indies are the ones who are actually pushing the genres pushing the spaces and finding new ways to approach things and then the triple a spaces are much slower to follow in those footsteps Mm -hmm. but at the same time like think of roguelikes as a genre yeah and they basically only existed in the indie space up until all like the last two or three yeah. years and now you're starting to see returnal and now you're starting to see i i can't even think of the other examples but there's like two other like yeah, yeah. big profile roguelikes that are are happening now and it's like 
that is a, a, a surprising thing. Uh, that, that, I don't know, like the way that the tail wags the dog, you know? Yeah. Uh, who, who leads, who follows. And it, it's a two-way street because you also have Dusk, which is absolutely like a throwback to Quake. You yeah. Know? I believe that's the game that coined the boomer shooter oh, as yeah, a Oh, yeah, the boomer genre, shooter. And, I've, which, and I used which, to play the shit out of Quake. Quake was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if, I mean, have you played Dusk? Because it fucking rules. It absolutely slaps. No, I have not played Dusk. Uh, I have not played Dusk, but that's you. You said that, and I'm like, huh? Now I'm interested. You have my, yeah. you have my attention. It, it, it's awesome. Yeah, um, but it's it's a total throwback to a style of game that just like went out of vogue, and then no one was making. Yeah, and then this developer was just following their passion and just being like, these kind of games are cool. I'm just going to make it for me. And then it turned out there was an audience. And now there's like a whole, it started a whole, you know, movement. Yeah. There, there's tons of games that are following in that footsteps. And I'm not saying that Dusk was the first one to do it. But like, it definitely was part of the 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 wave, you know, it was definitely part of popularizing it. And it's really cool to see those trends ebb and flow and the give and take between indie spaces and the AAA spaces. I, I, um, I think a really cool thing about that also to add to that is... The technology has moved so much. Yeah. Lowering the entry. Yeah. It, the, yeah, exactly. The entry point is much easier than 20 years ago when that was the top tier of like, you know, innovation and stuff in the AAA space. And now that, it, you know, the AAAs have moved so far ahead in terms of mm. technology, that means that the stuff behind it is much easier to make stuff like. Uh, for yeah. example, like you, you're talking about the boomer shooter. I'm thinking bolt gun, which is takes like Warhammer <laughs> and, and stuff Absolutely. like that. And people are, have been praising bolt gun because it's like this is great. And it it takes like a big yeah. franchise and it makes it cool and hip. And I've I'm heard like, people talk about um, uh, Warhammer 40K colon bolt gun as like this is the best Warhammer game in a decade, <laughs> yeah. more than a decade. And you look at it, it's like, this is just fucking doom. Yeah. And it's just like, and they're like, I yes. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and, and that speaks to that though. It's like, yeah. Hey, we just want to see games like that with our favorite franchises. Like mm. I'm, who, how many people have been waiting for an avatar, the last airbender MMO? How many people have been waiting for that <sighs> shit? <laughs> Look, it's not so, a it's not a good time to be oh, someone no, who no, wants no, to play an Avatar yeah, video yeah, I game. Know. Oh, I know. Uh, rip. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. You have to you have to really think about that. Is I mean. There is also like an element of, you know, people who look at their favorite franchises and find that they're not going in the direction they want. And so they just go, fine, I'll do it myself. Um, to which I think about Cassette Beasts, which is yeah. basically them taking Pokemon and really giving a lot of thought and consideration into how they can evolve yeah. the actual mechanics of it. And like for me, you know all of the issues that I've had with Pokemon as a game series are addressed in cassette beasts. Yeah. Like I think that it's just really cool and really smart. Yeah. Um, and, and it only is happening because Pokemon continues to play it safe for, you know, it's third consecutive. Decade. Oh yeah. Yeah. And people recognize that even Pokemon fans yeah, yeah. like mega fans say the newer games 
absolutely are trash because mm. you know Nintendo had so much in their arsenal and they just refused to use it because business. You guys will pay for yeah. it. It's a Pokemon game. We slapped the title on it. See, <laughs> see the title. And, and, and like, I don't really have a, a horse in the race. Like, I don't know if the new games like he, they do seem like they've been moving in in different directions and they're doing yeah. some cool stuff. So maybe those are successful. I don't know. I'm just talking about like, uh, no, no, just the franchise as like a general statement, like a general whole. totally. Yeah. But but also just like the way that indies innovate and and push the genre forward. Like a, another example that comes to mind is like, oh shit, Metroid Dread is coming out. Hell yeah, yeah. brother! There hasn't been a new Metroid game in like eighteen years or something. Yeah, like let's go. And then you play it and you're like, pretty good. Not as good as Hollow Knight. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I yeah, I played Metroid Dread. Uh, and it's it's actually pretty good, but at the same time, it's good. It's good. Yeah, but here's the thing: that's a step up. I'll, I'll give it to Nintendo because they did make, you know, they didn't remake uh, what you call it. What was the Metroid game that was before that that everybody thought was trash? Uh, uh Metroid Fusion. No, I think Metroid Fusion was good. Uh, yeah, uh, well, it, it was controversial at the time, but yeah. like it's gotten a critical redemption. Yeah, which was the one? That was on Metroid what? Other M. It did not follow in the steps of Metroid Other yeah. M. Yeah, yeah, it didn't follow. It, Other M was trash because I actually bought that and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's it really is the um DMC Devil May Cry of it the Metroid franchise. Ouch. <laughs> I, yeah. That game has its merits. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, going back to like one more example that I have uh, that I mm. said beforehand was. You know, uh, Battlebit Remastered, which is basically yeah. Battlefield 3. Um, and the people have been working on it for like something seven years or something like that. And um, it was made by like, what, three or four guys. <laughs> yeah, tiny, and, tiny, tiny. But they just liked how the previous Battlefields felt and you played them and everything like mm -hmm. that. People just wanted back to form in Battlefield, which is a big AAA thing by EA. Yep. Evil, <laughs> turn it around. But uh, by EA, lightning crashes in the background. Yeah, but <sighs> it was by them, and you know the previous the you know the iterations afterward didn't feel good. It mm -hmm. like now Battlefield twenty forty two is okay, but it should have been released like it is now. They yeah. had to do so many changes and stuff, and basically that was what they had. It's like, fine, I'll do it myself, and they just made Battlefield Three, and except it looks like Roblox, but it feels like Battlefield Three, and I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Like, <laughs> that's 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 a, very fair. It's totally fair because, it, I mean, the Battlefield franchise is being goofy. Like the last time mm -hmm. they actually innovated was Battlefield One, in my opinion, which is really good. Like Battlefield One is great because they brought it into a, like a space that was like World War One, not just World War Two, over and over and over and over again. Right. I got sick of it and I was like, "This is new. This is cool. I like the setting. I like how it plays because it was pretty snappy and everything." It, it, anybody who's played it gets it, but then they just refuse to go back to that. They just more World War Two, more modern day schlock. <laughs> like uh -huh, uh -huh. and micro obviously it's 
EA, so it's microtransactioned out the ass, and it slightly pay to win. That's why I mentioned that. Uh, um, and that yeah, obviously did. Yeah, that's not great. That didn't feel good. They did the same thing with Battlefront too, uh, but that's a whole different discussion too. But you know, it's and then people say, yeah, why would I put up with this when mm. I could pay one half the half the money, <laughs> like uh, instead of it being seventy bucks for you know this. Yeah. it's 15 because battle bit i'm pretty sure is 15 bucks Hell and you yeah. get all of that all of it all of the you know the feeling of all the stuff that you had way back in the day they just added it that's all mm-hmm. you get all of it and it's like something like 200 player count which is unheard of in that's like that's a high number yeah that's in like triple a spaces usually you get like about 128 with high-end like systems and consoles and stuff like that (laughs) yeah but you know that's pushing it in the triple a space and then they just did Mm. it and they're like no we over 200 people in one map in one game have fun yeah and they're like what (laughs) it's insane and you wonder why people love that so much and then uh, it's that's just that example i'm waiting for um you know racing games to come back (laughs) <laughs> like for indie people oh, to sure. take racing games and being like, you know what? Forza is great. <laughs> but sure. Forza is too rich for my blood. Let's, let's, let's for all the car enthusiasts out there, let's put all of this cars in it for, you know, if you watched, you know, you know, what, top gear or something, if you, <laughs> you love that uh-huh, shit uh-huh. and make the game for them. I'm just, I love that aspect of, you know, indie developers and just indie in general of like, there's spaces for all of us. I didn't think there was yeah. space for me, but then I find out, oh, wow, it's just the the level of recommendations I've been getting don't fit mm-hmm. with me. But also, now that we're older and we have room to, you know, talk about these things in a more honest and open space, it's like, oh, yeah, Corey does like more of this kind of thing i think he would probably like this i it's probably not necessarily for me but i know it's getting you know it mm-hmm. looks like a a neat concept and that same thing for me yes i know <laughs> you are not the bleak guy but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. at the same time i know you very much appreciate that kind of content more than i do which is why yeah. you have stuff like um what was that horror game that came out um signalis and stuff Love which is totally not me but i've seen a Correct. lot of people that i respect online mm-hmm. say no this is the good shit and i'm like oh really okay and i and i watched them do reviews even spoiler reviews because i'm never gonna play this game <laughs> but i'm yeah, like great but i'm like okay yeah this seems like if you're into this this is great this is a good job that yeah. they these two guys. I think there were two guys that made this game. Yeah, it, it was a two person development team. Yeah, and I was like, amazing. okay, that's that's good, that's fair, and I appreciate that. I I'm happy that people are finding the like the spaces that they fit into in the indie space because the indie space first and foremost is the people. <laughs> it's for the people, so you know. We can, uh, this can, everybody wins from this, even the AAA people, because uh, you got to kick those AAA people in the butt. If they get lazy, then they start making shit (laughs) and they, because Mm -hmm. they think we'll buy shit. But as soon as you have a situation like 
Diablo 4? <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. you know, you have the other uh, people that made, uh, what was it, Path of Exile? And they have Path of Exile 2 that they previewed. And basically, it's everything that's in Diablo 4 for free. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're just like, yeah, we just added this this feature. Yeah, we just added. You can you could just roll. <laughs> you could just roll. You could just do this and all this stuff. And then people are like looking at Blizzard like, the fuck is your problem? Like, <laughs> yeah. why can't you just do this? You guys have enough money to literally do this and then some. Right. Why do you but do like, this? It- but, but, and and the answer is because Money. like they, they're yeah they they're trying to make line go up more effectively yeah. instead of like caring about uh uh the art yeah money 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 <laughs> and then yum, yum, you yum, know yum, until yum, until they get kicked in the butt they, they'll continue but you yeah. know eventually they will get kicked in the butt they'll be like oh maybe we should make something good because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know that's how Overwatch started. That's how Overwatch started, like with the whole the hero shooter thing. It was new and innovative and, you know, for the most part, it had a pretty decent, you know, gameplay loop and all this kind of stuff. The only thing, imagine, the only thing that was wrong with it was the loot boxes, which they could have easily just said, okay, no more loot boxes. Perfect game. But no, no, they, you know, we have to make a whole new game. Without the loot boxes, but now we add a battle pass that is just as bad, if not kind of worse. <laughs> I'm like, guys, right. why are you doing this? <laughs> and, and the answer is because the game exists for the battle pass, not yeah. the other way around. Like, uh, yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, it's it's a pain in the butt. But a lot of indie people understand that, you know what? Even looter shooters, which are notorious for having, like, like you said, like, you know, that kind of business stuff business model like destiny 2 which i still play mm-hmm. with my wife but it, it even i will admit that it's gotten out of hand and you know what would be easy to do that just go the route of borderlands mm-hmm. and just you know every time you have like a new season or something like that it costs less than 10 bucks and you get everything included. Yes, you have to earn it, but it never goes away. Stop making battle passes go away, you idiots. <laughs> Stop it. Just add on to it. Keep adding on to it. So it's a for like if you want a forever game, that's how you do it. Just add mm-hmm. on to it and don't make it go away. That get rid that gets rid of people's FOMO. I don't have FOMO. But at the same time, I feel for people that are like, I missed out and stuff like that. Just get rid of the yeah. just get rid of um. the you know, that's an easy business model that you still win by. So why don't you do that? No, because we need that money now. Oh, mm. my goodness. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. It seems like such a simple solution. I'm probably missing some stuff for all the business people out there. You can email me at halftonetakes.com <laughs> and tell me that I am wrong and that's not how business works. Or tell me that I'm right and that should be how business works. They're just greedy. Which I know that's the end result. They're just greedy. Yeah. So uh, line needs to go up more. Not enough that it goes stonks. up. It needs to go up more. Stonks. Yeah. Uh, boy, it's annoying that so many problems in our world can be boiled down to the word stonks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, that's bumming me it's up. Su- it's super bummer. But in, um, the, in the indie space, let's let's bring it back around. In the indie space, you don't seem to have that problem. It's more about, hmm. we don't have enough stonks, so we have to innovate 
we have to be smart about what right. we just our have resources. to make a good game that people like yeah we have to be smart about our resources which usually mm. ends up being like oh that's cool that's cool that they did this it's because we couldn't do this but hey we created a new I I think that kind of stuff is is really cool. The way that um, limitations breed creativity. Yeah. You know, I like (laughs) genuine. Okay. This is a test. Think of a game that has a cast of characters as charismatic and memorable as Hades. Oh, I can do that. But are you talking about the genre or just period? Just, Just period. Um, now I personally say Psychonauts, but I think that's unfair. Psychonauts is very good. I'll give you that. Um, the point that I was going to make is like, now think of how cheaply they were able to do that, where it's basically, they created a great framework that allows for these conversations to happen dynamically that are responding to the environment. Right. So there's like definitely upfront costs, but other than that, it's just these static character portraits and the voice lines. Oh, like if you're talking about Efficient. If you're talking that, that is absolutely 100% brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's, I would say for me, that is 80% of the reason why I picked up that game is the style mm. and the, the efficiency and just the, the polish without being polished. Like what, in a what, way, without like, trying without yeah. just being about like how much money can we put on screen? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, uh, like you said, they were efficient about their resources, and mm-hmm. but it it was tight. <laughs> it looked good. Tight. It looked really good. Um, yeah. like when the like the the graphics popped up on the screen, and everything. Absolutely world class UI UX design. Oh my like the goodness! The way that those menus and like those text bubbles animate in, and the sound, so and the sound that happened with all of that. Yep. Yeah. The so- mm. Sound is all is big time in video games like that. Sound design. I was like, this is, this feels good. This yeah. makes me want to keep playing this game. And that's the feeling that a lot of people had because they executed yeah. very well. But, but like, I have so much admiration for studios that can do a lot with a little. Oh yeah. Um, Like I think about the game dredge, and how much I've like seen, yeah, personality and character and like stuff that they're able to do basically with nothing but text boxes and menus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they they're they're doing they're punching way above their weight class while being like a really minimal experience. Yeah. Um, and I find it just really impressive and admirable. I appreciate people like that. That like I said, it goes back to what I was saying. I like seeing different types of stuff in there because I know that somebody this is somebody's thing. Just like I'm mm-hmm. starting to find a lot more stuff that's my thing. And I I know how much I enjoy that. I know how much I appreciate it. I know how much I get excited about that. So I got to see that, like, oh, there's so many people that are excited. And then we have something to talk about when those these two people meet. Like, I meet with other people that may have different, you know, likes and dislikes and stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I love seeing... When people get excited about Final Fantasy Rebirth, I am not oh, a sure. huge Final Fantasy person, like hardly ever, hardly at all. However, the excitement in people's faces when they see this, they're doing a, such a good job with this because you they will say if it's shit, <laughs> but apparently it hasn't been. And I'm like, 
See, I like that. Uh, so Capcom, when are you going to put like uh, a remake of Mega Man Legends 2? Um, you can do that in this style. You can do that. You can do mm. that. Mm. Literally never. So I wanted to bring it back to recommendations and talk about like just kind of the way that I've been thinking about them currently. And, and, and honestly, like the way that I have been talking about them, like this is, I feel like I have been putting things into practice. Um, specifically, uh, I just recently recorded, uh, edited the stop motion episode that we did. Mm -hmm. And so it's on my mind, but we talk about Phil Tippett's mad God in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is a movie that I didn't end up loving. Uh, it, it's a weird movie. It's a complicated movie. Yeah. Um, it, it's very extreme. It's gross. And what it's content. Yeah, you just say but, it is gross. <laughs> it's, it's very gross. It's, it's gross. nasty, which is not necessarily a problem, but it, it was very It's nasty. a problem for me. And I made that it, very clear in the episode, <laughs> but yeah. Correct. <laughs> but, but anyway, if you go back and listen to that episode and listen to us talk about it, I spend so much time talking about the craft and like what's going on with it in its context and all, all of the things that like make up it as art. And then like a half an hour after talking about it for all this time, it was like, so do I like it, man? I don't know. Would I recommend it to someone? Ah, uh, it would be the most qualified recommendation I could possibly make if you fill these criteria. But the point is that the way that I was talking about it, yeah. I think I was living up to my ideals of uh, I want media criticism to be divorced. Like, it's going to be my experience, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, like, the experience that I had of watching it. But my experience is, like, the tenth most interesting thing about the film. Yeah. it It is just, like, not ultimately that important to the art yeah, uh, yeah. even though like how i experience it is the totality of you know art exists when it's experienced like if it's mm -hmm. in a box it's art but like it's not serving its function because its function is to be observed and to be experienced and to uh uh be interacted with and discussed yes. and I don't know. I, I just feel like that was much closer to what I want out of so much media. You know, I think about like Noah Gervais and I think mm -hmm. about um, uh, Tim Rogers and I think yeah. about, you know, these media critics who I respect, these people who I'm on the same wavelength of and them saying that they liked it and telling me that I should play the game almost never comes up like it, it it does not venture into recommendation like their critique exists outside of that mm. and it simply is trying to provide context and to provide like a frame of like these are the things that the art is trying to accomplish and whether you know it, it's the the review scale that i'm currently using which is um inspired i mean inspired more or less lifted from uh cj the x on youtube who's mm. one of my favorite media critics happening today and so when I am talking about art, when I'm thinking about art, the, the questions that I'm asking are, what is this game trying to accomplish? Not, not game, like, what is this art trying to accomplish? What is this art trying to accomplish? Did the art accomplish it? Was it worth accomplishing? And then, did I vibe with it? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's the last question and the least important question, as far as I'm concerned. 
And I, I think that that to, for, for me, for my approach is like the healthy way of, of doing that. It's the way that feels correct. It's the way that feels like I'm, I'm most effectively communicating because I don't really want to get into an argument where one person is like, I liked it. And the other person is like, well, I don't. And you're, you are now at an impasse because mm-hmm. you're both describing separate subjective things that are true and nothing that you do will erase one of the other's experience. Like they're both simultaneously true. Mm -hmm. What I can do is I can describe a thing that exists outside of myself as accurately as I can. And I can discuss its merits and I can discuss whether or not it's successful and then invite, you know, the, the other person to be like, if the things that I've talked about seem cool, if the things that I've talked about are values that you have, then you might like it. Right. But that's like mm-hmm. such a different way to talk about it rather than like, ah, uh, I spent $60 on it and I didn't feel like I got my money's worth. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's just a, a completely different conversation. Yeah. And I think I will. Cause I agree with you. But also, in my mind, I paraphrased all of what you said. <laughs> like, as you were mm-hmm. saying it, I was like, well, I'm not necessarily skipping over a lot of the steps that you go through. Because yeah. I love Tim Rogers. And I, I've watched, like, uh, what's his name? Noe uh, Gervais and stuff like right. that. His is like... <laughs> See, I've always compared us to both of those people. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm more Tim Rogers. You're more Noe Gervais. And we meet in the middle because we're basically saying kind of the same thing in the same way. It's just not... Yeah. It's just a different thing. So... But it, it's it because when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I think you like you did say like you like the least important thing is in that scale is did I vibe with it? But then I always think I'm like, OK, however, mm-hmm. if I didn't vibe with you in the first place or with that, like with you in the first place, then would I even vibe with what you're talking about. Sure. Vibing with me as a person and like, uh, what, whether or not like the perspective that I'm offering is even something that's interesting to you. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's definitely a, it's an intertwined thing. Trying to quantify that is in my opinion, pointless because why are we doing this when the end result should be, okay, hold on a second. Can we have a conversation about this? (laughs) Can we yeah. have a conversation about this one or several different games or something? Or like, for example, we're just going to keep it in games. Um, about this specific game. Can we have a conversation about it, even though we came at it from different ways and we may not feel the same way about it? But can we still yeah. have a conversation that's meaningful and that gets the point across, i.e. saying, okay, like... And a lot of this comes to listening, in my opinion, because I'm like, okay, well, why did you, why don't you, you know, why did you uh, like this specific game? Uh, oh, okay, I, well, I understand that. Um, well, here's why I do. Well, mm-hmm. but, you know, but then that, you don't have to say that. I would rather the other person say, okay, well, why, why do you like it? What do you like about yes, it? Yes, absolutely. Because it's never usually 100% in either direction. 
There's a, no. there's a sliding scale, and to me, that's where we start making better pro uh, not better products. That that is definitely not what we want to do. We want to make better art. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's when we start making better art. Is when we like okay, that's I get it. That sounds like a good idea. I didn't necessarily. I, I don't necessarily think about it that way. Yeah. That, Cause that's, you know, it, it's one of those things of like, for example, Elden Ring. I, I think we both enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we both enjoyed way different aspects of it. Very much so. And, and I think that is such a huge part is just like, um, the, the metaphor that I go back to is like, you know, the, um, the blind men and the elephant where, you know, one person is touching the trunk and being like, Oh, it's like rubbery and weird. And another person's touching the hide and they're just like, no, it's very tough and rough. And you know, someone yeah. else is touching the leg and they're just like, Oh, it's a cylindrical. And it has like these weird, you know, yeah. hard nails on it. And like all of them are true simultaneously. Yeah. You know, there's no one person who's correct or not. It's just like the, the lens that we're viewing through things um what we're valuing what parts of the 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 whole yeah we care about yeah and i think that's i think that's very important um mm -hmm. because it just brings us closer together as like gamers basically you don't have to you can dislike something or what have you and still be like well i appreciate their opinion because they yeah. still play games too they may play different games than i do but the more the merrier, even if I don't, if I'm not necessarily a thing, a lot of people don't like, uh, speaking of like older games, um, a lot of people don't like collect-a-thons. Sure. But if you got, but Sly Cooper exists. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, there's a reason why people enjoy those types of games. There's a reason why indie developers are still making kind of games like that. Yeah, that have that kind of charm to it and everything, and that's I think that's very important. It, it gives, like I said, it, it like years ago it gave me hope that I'm like, oh man, I can find games that I vibe with in this space. It's not all fez. <laughs> it's not all mm -hmm. certain mm -hmm. games that are just way too much. Like, you know, yeah. And to be clear, yeah, I don't want th there to be I. Uh, I, I don't want there to be a monolith of anything, even things that I like, yeah. you know, uh, if someone's just like, uh, I hate everyone's gone to the rapture and I don't want <laughs> all of my games to be about slowly walking from place to place and being walking like sick. having someone whisper a, a, a story in my ear. Yeah. And it's like, that's great. Don't play that game. There's a million, million other things that yeah. are up your alley. Like, and I think uh, go play El Paso elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, Max Payne like and it looks wild yeah uh, I think and we're gonna I, I want to end kind of with this um, is I think reviewers swinging mm. back to the first you know the first bullet point reviewers should say this more often <laughs> mm -hmm. be honest with your audience because everybody has an audience say and this is why I don't necessarily like people saying I didn't like this I did like this. It, like, mm -hmm. this is why I have a problem with certain people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call them out. I was going to, I was really tempted to say this reviewer, this is why I don't like them because they do this. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put them on blast. 
what I am going to say is I, I tend to like more reviewers or commentators and stuff that say, okay, if you like games like this, like, yeah, if you like games like blah, 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 X, Y, Z, then you're beloved, then you're probably going to like this game. If you don't mm-hmm. really like any of those types of games, then I'd recommend, you know, totally. Yeah. That is more valuable to me than giving mm-hmm. like a, a scale or buy even, even a totally. buy weight rent or sale or something like that. Even that, I think that's a better like recommend because it does two in one thing. It recommends and it reviews in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's a better like, you know, uh, outlet for me, for me personally, yeah. I don't know, but I'm like, yeah, I would much rather hear that somebody say that uh, to me if they're going to recommend something, even a movie, music, what have you. It works for mm-hmm. basically everything. If you like yeah, this, absolutely. then you'll probably like this. And also, like, this is an ongoing thing. You know, this is not something that I feel like I've solved. And it's not oh, something yeah, where yeah. I feel like I've... Uh, uh, cracked the code and everyone needs to do things. My way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I recently, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I have, you know, spent so much time with uh horror media, and, it, and it's October, so yeah, spooky season. spooky season. Um, and I'm trying to get my wife involved, and so I would be like, hey, uh, we've got our list of horror movies. I've also got some horror game recommendations. Do any of these seem appealing to you? And uh, let let me let me be clear. I poked and prodded a little too far, and uh, she really let me hear about like so. It's just like I cannot emphasize enough that Resident Evil is dumb bullshit that I never <laughs> ever want to watch you play. I've seen four hundred hours of you playing that stupid fucking village in Resident <laughs> Evil, and it's I never want to see it. Ever again. Uh, Uh, And it's funnier because I know his wife and I can hear the voice in my head. And it's so funny. It's very serious. Um, And and so it was like, okay, I've clearly misunderstood something along the lines because like the game I was proposing was Silent Hill 1. And this was... You know, earlier in the year, we had yeah. played and loved Signalis, which has so much Silent Hill DNA. And oh, I'm just yeah. like, help me to understand, because, like, the thing that I was talking about before, I want to be able to repeat back to you mm-hmm. what you said. And if I'm able to be accurate, then that means that I have an understanding of the perspective yeah. that you're coming and, from. And that's what we're supposed to do. So Right. And I, you know, thought... That I was like, okay, this is a survival horror game with a lot of surreal, dreamlike elements, and like, there's going to be like mm-hmm. a lot of commonality and a lot of overlap. But then she like went into the things that she cared about, and it's like actually, it's very specific parts of it. Yeah, you know, it's not the yeah. the the whole package. It's just these narrow bits of focus. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to take that information internalize it i'm like okay i'm gonna repeat it back to you is this closer to the truth and she was like yeah and i was like great give me until tomorrow and then the next day i came up and i had like six trailers for different weird things and Mm -hmm. i showed them to her and she was like yeah i'm i'm way more into all of these and yeah and then you're like the aha moment happened 
And it's like, exactly. Aha, it was just like, aha. oh, great. I've, I've understood your perspective better. And yeah. I won't recommend things that waste your time. And I will be able to move forward in a direction where it's like, okay, cool. These are the things that we can find common ground that we can enjoy together. Yeah. And like, let me tell you, that was a great feeling. Like I yeah. was like punching the air. I was like, yeah, I cracked the code. I did it. <laughs> I've been together. I've been with you for like two decades. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. And it's funny because you're ex- you said exactly what I wish you would have said twenty years ago, type mm-hmm. thing when when we were in school or something like that. Yeah, twenty years ago, or not that long, but it's extremely long. It was like ago. fifteen or something like that. But yeah, because I, it's not, and it's that's the thing is I I recognized, like I said, I, I started to recognize this like years ago. Is it's not his fault. It's not Adam's fault that he's recommending this stuff that he loves to me. Yeah. It's not his fault. And it's not my fault for taking it the wrong way. I'm like, yeah. because, you know, it, it, no it's a matter of us here. Yeah. It's we not were just not on the right way. Yeah, we're not on the right way. We didn't talk about it because I was yeah. afraid to hurt your feelings and you didn't know. Like, you just thought, no, th- we vibe. We. Like we were friends, he must like this stuff because I wouldn't be friends with somebody who didn't like this stuff. Totally, yeah. And, and it also like wasn't fair because I think you had a slightly, you were you were a little bit advanced when it came to that. Where <laughs> you you would be like, "Yo, did you play the new Street Fighter?" And I'm like, "Of course not." And you're like, "Well, correct. Uh, we we don't need to go any yeah, further." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like yeah, I knew. Uh, of course, <laughs> I knew. Um, and it's like. You know, uh, the new Street Fighter is good. And I'm just like, I believe you. Yeah. Like, I believe that it is a good game. I believe it is doing the things that you want. I believe it is doing the things that you value. Those just aren't the things that I value. Like, I yes. just, I don't have a competitive bone in my body. And I don't want to to test my metal against, um, yeah. e- even, a, even a computer, like even a single player version of it, like doesn't hold a ton of appeal. Yeah. But like for the person who does, they're going to be a lot more invested in your opinion on it than than I would because they're going to be more closely aligned. Yeah. And also, uh, this goes back really quick because I know we're kind of winding down, but really quick, this this type of understanding is mm. exactly what we're trying to like um like express in this episode. Totally. This is what you got like the audience, the, our audience who's listening, this is what we want you guys to like work towards if not already there but it it work on because we're all constantly working on it and constantly getting better at communication and understanding of Mm. differences in people that you just meet not even just your friends or your family just people that's how we expand the space but just as a quick example is i i know you're not into street fighter but there's a recent character that came out that I showed you the trailer for. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, see, doesn't this remind you of your wife? <laughs> and you're like, this is the hottest. This is the greatest shit. This it's is badass. awesome. I love this. Uh, I, and I will I knew... say that my wife does find it very funny that every time you're just like, yo, this is just like your wife. And then you said like, you know, the, the, the wildest femme fatale doing like, like acrobatic. Like... <laughs> yeah. And wasn't she into it though? Like <laughs> she was, she was flattered that you thought yeah. that See, <laughs> that well, there was a comparison. Here's the thing. I, 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 I love Leanne. 
obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, so that's why I'm always into, like, and I knew you guys didn't like, you guys aren't into, like, you know, Street Fighter or fighting games yeah, at all. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? This is cool, though. And this reminds me of, like, that. And they'll think it's cool. And I know mm. they're never going to... This is not a reason that... I'm not trying to get you to play this game. But I also think that this is cool and there's something for us to talk about. So... Yeah. And that's all I... That's what I care about. Is like, hey, I just want to talk about stuff that we can, you know, go back and forth on and everything like that. Like, you... Like, we... How much? How many times do we talk about different parts of Resident Evil, and you know Constantly. we just laugh and you know joke about it and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff? That's that's the kind of stuff that I'm always looking for. I like that kind of camaraderie. I like that kind of relationship building. That yeah. makes me feel good. Is just you know the amount of stuff that people can get into and everything and. Just be oh. like, oh, you like that too? Oh man, I love this. And I'm like, oh man, I remember that. It wasn't my favorite, but I get it because that's funny. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. And you know, it, it, it's a yeah. good feeling. So, what one of my favorite genres of long form essay, usually a YouTube <laughs> video, but could be other things, is someone being like, here's a thing that you've never heard of you are not going to experience this. Frankly, it's not worth your time to experience it. I'm going to tell you why it's cool. Yeah. And I'm just like, hell yeah. That's straight yeah, up Tim the, Rogers. <laughs> straight up Tim Absolutely Rogers. Tim Rogers, but also, um, you know, I recently got a recommendation for a video about myhouse.wad, which is a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a Doom mod yeah. that is inspired by House of Leaves. And really? It, goes places like it's wild this this huh. video is like two hours long and it is worth your time you know we watched yeah. it basically as like this is our halloween movie for the night oh, really <laughs> and, you know uh it, and here's the thing this is the super important thing i never want to play it never yeah. never never it well, looks not fun to yeah. me to play but like having someone tell me yeah the virtuous parts of it like why it is cool what it is doing that is interesting. Like, I love to do that. I love to hear a perspective tell me about something that I wouldn't discover by myself. Isn't that interesting? That that's what a lot of people, I feel, want, but don't know how to articulate. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you just said. I've noticed that with a lot of people that I've talked to about all kinds of, like, video games or movies. A lot of movies. And yeah. I think that's a very huge sentiment for, I think, a majority of, like, you know, people out there. It's just that they just don't know that's how we would articulate it. It's like, Mm -hmm. I just want people to be excited. I mean, this is why cons exist. It's like, I want people to be excited about stuff that I would never be excited about. But it's fun to see people excited about that stuff and be into it and say, you don't have to like, you don't have to really be into this. But it's cool that this exists and I get to like fawn over this and, yeah. you know, it, and stuff. And you get to experience this and say and not in like a, you know, almost not like a, you know, I'm nose up. I'm better than you type situation. It's more of a I'm a geek, man. <laughs> like I this it's, is my kind of geek shit. <laughs> like I, I feel like we've turned a corner and like passion is in right now passion is fashionable yeah 
Um, but like, it's it's the best thing in the world to have people who are excited about stuff try to explain that. Um, yeah, and and know about stuff. They've been into that stuff. Have been into things that you may have not. Like I use sports as a common example, mm-hmm. and are into certain sports and stuff, and they're into it. But they're in the same space as you. They're still here in the video game space. They're still here in like the indie space. But they just happen to be a lifelong basketball fan. Totally. And then it's uh, like I've got I got invited onto yeah. uh, another podcast. I got invited onto the Screen Snark podcast recently. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the co-hosts is. Part of like, uh, I, I I don't know the right word if it's indie or underground or something else, but like an independent wrestling scene. That sounds right? underground. And it's yeah, just yeah. local people, and they're just like talking about their weird gimmicks and talking about like, oh yeah, we oh, are like actual wrestling, 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 like, wrestling. Yeah, In like WWE. Yeah, do yeah do WWE. I thought you meant like yeah. right. <laughs> and and they're just like talking about practicing stunts and like that's the, awesome. <laughs> It's so cool. That's awesome. And it's like, I never want to do that, but I am absolutely here for like hearing about it, yeah. like whatever is going on. Um, it's really cool. And it's funny because you know just enough about it. It, yeah. it. You probably know just enough about it that you're like, okay, that's awesome. Like, if you talk about Randy Savage to anybody, you're like, okay, you know what I'm talking about, right? Sure, <laughs> it's sure. Like, yeah, so it, that's such a cool feeling. Uh, I, that's such a cool feeling for... You know, I live for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. So as far, like, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, that's my ideal form of recommendations is like, sell me on something. Sell me on what is cool and what makes you passionate about it. And if that sounds appealing to me, then I will follow. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll seek out more of it. And that's how any hobby expands. That's how any community expands. It's yeah. just like the sharing of passion. Um, and, and I'm, just, I'm so much more persuaded by that than someone just, um, you know, it's giving something an 8.0. <laughs> yeah, it's a exactly. six. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how things evolve too. I mean, yeah, I think that's how like games and stuff that's indie, the indie space has a lot more room to evolve. And I think that's why yeah. you said push innovation and all this just, kind of just stuff. Infinitely narrow niches that you can find where it's like right now I am way into retro throwback PlayStation one, like D makes eighties slasher (laughs) horror movies. It's like real specific, real specific. Oh, you're saying you personally. Okay. (laughs) me, Me personally, the games that I have played like six different games that follow that are under the umbrella of like, retro ps1 throwback game that is about uh 80s slasher movies wow okay i didn't know that i didn't know that was like that that's what you were like on a on a rail for like there's there's a big uh like i don't know movement yeah resurgence uh, with with that kind of thing like there there's a lot of people playing in that space right now and it's just a really cool and exciting place for me personally to hang out and see the the work that people are doing um And I didn't know that was a thing, but that's cool. Something that specific can be something that I can fall in love with is awesome. Yeah. Uh, And there's, and like, there's so many things like that. Like, whatever you're into, if you're into Pokemon games, like, guess what? There's going to be a bunch of like weird Mm -hmm. Pokemon throwbacks and spinoffs and iterations and fan mods and like 
I don't know. Uh, uh, the the way that you can create a rabbit hole custom to you. You can go up to the mystery of Amagira Fault and you can make your own hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you so much for this enlightening conversation. Oh, yeah, um, man. This has been Halftone Takes. If you have any questions, comments, or a suggestion for a topic of an episode, send us an email at halftonetakes at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed listening, please give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or wherever else podcasts are rated. Remember, word of mouth is the only way that we grow. So if you like the show, tell a friend. Tell your mama. Uh, before we sign off, Corey, do you have any uh, future topics for me to ponder? Uh, basically, uh, visit the Instagram. I know I've plugged it a couple times in the uh, thing. Um, but also, we have a special thing coming up uh, very soon in the next month, I think. Yeah, next month. Oh, uh, this episode might already be out by then. I'll be advertising... Uh, on other channels, but like, yeah, oh. let, let's let's talk oh, about okay. the. Uh... Yeah, you're going hard in the pain. All right, uh, yeah, we're actually going to. You're gonna see our faces, guys. You will see. Our <laughs> we're gonna faces. we're gonna do a special episode. Would you call it a special? Sure. Like, episode. We're, we're going to do a special. Yeah, a special, um, a live special. It's gonna be on Twitch and YouTube. Um, mm hmm. It's going to be like kind of a Hot Ones thing that we're going to do. If you're not familiar with Hot hot Ones, it's, uh, what is the thing that he always says at the beginning? Uh, t uh I don't know. Hot questions, even. Uh, hotter, hotter questions and even hotter wings. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to kind of <laughs> do that with Disney movies. Um, we're going to mm -hmm. go through the in entirety of, from the very beginning of uh, animated movies, just strictly animated movies. Yeah. From the beginning to currently what we have now uh we're yeah. excluding pixar because that's not fair and we're gonna we're go through excluding that direct to dvd spinoffs as well yes um and we're going to just while we eat wings that get hotter and hotter we're going to give our uh happy face mid face or, or frowny face on how well, we feel about them as the, yeah, right now we will be reviewing or or rather we will be trying to guess what the other person's yeah. review is um, some form of uh, punishment may be involved. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get chaotic. The energy is going to be weird. I'm excited. And it's going to, and we're going to be on video. So you guys are going to actually see us and be able to interact. I mean, not, well, maybe on Twitch, I guess they would be able to, yeah, if you yeah, tune yeah. into it'll Twitch, be, it'll be like, it'll be neat. Actually, it'll be really kind of neat if people tune in for this and, you know, the chat starts blowing up and saying, hit him with the chair or something like that. <laughs> God, I'd love to hit him with the chair. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be funny. Um, and that's going to that's going to be very, very hype. Yeah. So uh, we will be advertising it and promoting it. But uh, if you're listening to this after it's already come out, go check out Hot Tone Takes uh, on, <laughs> on wherever we have uh, archived it. Probably yeah. YouTube. Yeah. You, yeah, it's, it's definitely but yeah, just look up Hot Tone Takes. You'll you'll find yeah. us. You'll find it'll our be faces. Good. It'll be good. It will be good. It'll be funny. I think it'll be funny. I can't wait to see Adam like start being like, ah! Oh! Because here's the thing. When we get together, he's... We're going to get together. Adam hasn't had wings. Yeah. Actual wings in a long time. 
the wings are so fucking bad out here. <laughs> like, there is a Buffalo Wild Wings. I could go there, but then I would be eating at a Buffalo Wild Wings. What's the fucking thing? <laughs> I'm not going to give my money to these corporations. <laughs> I have some self-respect. To be uh, fair, I don't think Buffalo Wild Wings is that bad, but when you have a lot of options, it can be, like, the low standard. Oh, uh, but like so. a... But like this isn't even a good buffalo wild wings. Like, <laughs> it's trashy. Wings are wings are built different out east. <laughs> There's I don't a know sea what in they the do, window. There's like... a sea in the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm just also independently very excited to eat chicken wings because because <laughs> it's been bleak. Oh yeah, it's been a long, long. Oh, you're winter. gonna get your fill, man. You're gonna get your fill. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, you look. People look forward to that. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Please tell your friends about it too. We want we want to fill the chat with with like Bots. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> that that actually that actually had me dying. I appreciate that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Corey, do you have a uh, proposed future episode topics for me? Oh yes, yes I do. Real quick. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. Yes, I do. Okay, I got two. I got two good ones. Uh, first one. Yeah, yeah. The first topic is the epics. Epics in like certain media or long form media universes that you like, specifically under your baby, the Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, that is a time when you can talk about that and just the fact that you know what you like about it. Long form, like I said, long form epic media. Mm. The second one is something that we talked about off mic beforehand. It mentioned, you mentioned to me, but I'm like, you know what? That would be cool. Uh, best role models in media. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to kind of lead this in an Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> direction because we all know what we want to talk you, about, really. You can't not talk about Iroh. For yeah. Sure. But, so, like, you better believe I'm going to be talking about Bandit Healer. Oh, <laughs> He's so good! Yes. Well, then, see, there you go. Two My good boy, topics. Kim Kitsuragi. <laughs> yeah, there, there's Rich Vane. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so. Um, <laughs> I think that the, the epics, uh, I would not be able to resist just turning it all into the Lord of the Rings. So, it would either so, be... yeah, I want to know what attracts you to this this big old thing body swanging thing so okay <laughs> yeah uh let's do that big old body swanging thing oh you want to do that big old body swanging thing let's do that big old body swanging thing <laughs> okay then uh that's what we're gonna t- oh man we're probably gonna get a lot of people <laughs> talking it's gonna to that be one. hashtag epic it's gonna be hashtag oh i don't i i was trying to look i was trying to think of like a a famous no, no, no. Lord you, of the Rings you had thing. it. It's going to be hashtag... <laughs> fly, you fools. Hashtag... <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I see ya. <laughs>